Welcome to Voices Internacional, a podcast where students, staff, and families will build community. All right, welcome. This is our first episode. Really excited to get this going, Voices Internacional. Uh, like the intro says, this is hopefully something where we can all get to know each other, hear from different voices. You'll hear from students, you'll hear from staff. I'm really hoping to get some parents involved. And today we're going to launch the first episode with Jade White, our director. Most of you know her, but I think we're going to get to know her a little better today. Uh, so Jade, welcome. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to sit with me. Um, so I'm curious, you know, I've gotten to know you over the past year a little bit, but what were you like in high school? Ooh. Well, I loved school. Um, I loved math, which um, I'll get to more later, but I think that helped me dive into my um, desire to want to be a math teacher. Um, I had a couple of fantastic teachers that um, helped to show me the beauty of math and the um, the fun in problem solving. I also, I was on um, the high school dance team my freshman year. Fun fact, we got to go to Hawaii and did the Pro Bowl halftime with Montel Jordan. Wow. For, for those of you, uh, well, it was well before all of you were born, but you can go look up Montel Jordan. This is how we do it, Pro Bowl halftime. Wow. Dang, that's so cool. And then I was a high school cheerleader my junior and senior year as well. So I did a lot of the sports dance stuff while I was in high school. Nice. And I babysat a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you have a, a job while you were in school? I was a nanny slash babysitter for um, quite a bit. My senior year, probably like 20 hours a week for one family in particular. So every day after school. That's awesome. And you mentioned that you loved school. What did you, why? What did you love about it? I loved the social aspect, being with friends. Um, I enjoyed the connections. I enjoyed learning. Um, I actually fell back in love with reading. In my, I would say my US history class, I was forced to read books over the summer to get into an AP class, but um, I I found a love of reading that I think has carried on, um, well, has definitely carried on into my adulthood. Um, that was rekindled my junior year of high school because you could just get lost in a story in a different time, in a different period, and um, learn about history, but through the human element rather than the textbook fact element. Um, and I really connected with that. Nice. Very cool. And then let's talk about, so you, you loved school, you mentioned math, and then how did you decide what you did after high school? <laughs> well, I also love the beach, still do. 
And so I admittedly only was looking at colleges that were near a beach in California because that was my safe place. That was my place to decompress. That was my place to um, just be. And so I wanted to make sure that I had that wherever I went to university so that I at least had some, some way to sort of like decompress if things got challenging, when things got challenging. So um, my two top schools then were UCSB and UC San Diego. And I wanted to, I grew up in Santa Barbara, so I wanted to a little change of scenery. So I ended up at UCSD. Nice. And what was that like? It was a huge culture shock. <laughs> um, I grew up in a smaller town. We had one freeway. You could get anywhere in 10 minutes. And I first got to San Diego and it was like three freeways to get to the mall. And I, I it was overwhelming. Um, and also a great learning experience. And I met some great people and developed some new friendships and, um, Really, it took quite some time, to be totally honest. It probably took a couple years to feel really, to start feeling comfortable um, in a new place. But I did go to the beach quite often as I would just, like, even when it was cold and windy, I'd take my books and I'd go down and do study, go study down at the beach. So I was really glad that I kept that or made sure that that was a part of where I went to school. Nice. And see, that's funny because I went the opposite. I went from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, which is just north of Santa Barbara. And I had the same experience in, in reverse, right? Like I had to get used to a small town that <laughs> at the time I know San Luis Obispo has changed a lot since, you know, the late 90s. Um, but I remember wondering like, what the heck, like how does this place, everything closes at eight <laughs> like what do people do here, you know, and it took me a while to adjust. And, you know, I, I fell in love with hiking and going out into nature and, and taking like many road trips to all the different, like different spots that were there that kind of secret, you know, secret yeah. beaches, like lakes that you could swim in. And oh, it was really neat. Um, nice. And what else, what else did you experience in college? Like, Tell, tell me about math, though. Where does math come in? Ooh, math was hard my first couple years. And I think that was maybe one of the biggest shocks was I was pretty comfortable and confident. Um, high school math was pretty consistently easy. And I got to UCSD in my first class was not easy. Um, and math was your major. Math was my major, and I took my first class and sort of doubted everything that I thought that I wanted to do because that first class was so hard. Um, so hold, on, hold on. You're saying that college is difficult <laughs> for everybody, even those that love school. Yes. I feel like we don't, we so don't say hard. that anymore. It was so hard. I also, fun fact, the first paper that I ever turned in, I got an F on. I never got any, I never failed anything in high school ever. And my first paper, I got an F on. And so what I learned actually through all those experiences was that hiding in my dorm room and doing my stuff by myself was not going to help me be successful mm -hmm. through college. 
Um, and in math, I ended up finding a teacher assistant, a TA that was amazing. And I, she would tell us in advance what classes she would be TAing for the upcoming quarter. Nice. And I actually started signing up for math classes. It didn't matter what the, who the professor was, as long as she was going to be the TA because she was someone that could really help me. And I had a couple professors that I just didn't connect with at all. So that really helped me with math. And I um, was so nervous, but went and talked to my TA for my English class about that essay and said, like, what do I do? I thought I did good. And yeah. um, I got some very good specific help and I ended up totally fine. And I, and I did it, but um, that was really challenging to like be able to stand up and go talk to the higher up people about how to help. But I don't think I would have been nearly as successful if I hadn't reached out um, and that all happened in my very first quarter. It was like adjusting to a new location, no more family, no more friends, failing classes. And how do you not let that bog you down, but how do you find a way to, to get through it? Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like your whole identity was put into question, right? Like being a successful student, everything's kind of, I don't know, you didn't say easy, but I imagine high school was yeah. on the easier end of things. Yes. And then here you are in college and it's all, what the heck is going on, right? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And then I really appreciate you sharing about the TAs, you know, and, and that's something that I wish I had taken advantage of in college, you know, like one, just asking for help, um, which is why I'm so excited that we work at High Tech High International, where I think that communication piece, advocating for yourself, seeking out support and, and collaborating is, is ingrained in our kids, right? Like they do that all the time. Nice. So what else, how, what other experiences did you have in college or what, what got you to where you are today? So I, one of the things that I was very curious about going into UCSD was I had heard in their orientation, they had a study abroad program. Nice. And so when I went to my initial orientation, I asked about it and you had to do two years of language if you were going to do one of their abroad programs in somewhere that spoke a language other than English. And so I had this dream that I wanted to live in Italy. I don't know where that came from, but that was, that was what, where, I don't know. That was the spot I picked. Um, so starting my freshman year, I took Italian classes and I had the most amazing Italian professor. She was the quirkiest lady from Milan. She would drink like six espresso shots every morning. She lived in San Clemente. She'd get up at like four in the morning. She was on campus by five. So her office hours were from like six to seven in the morning because she wanted to be done at noon to get back up north to avoid traffic. But she was so passionate about the language and the culture and she made class so fun that after taking her class I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I took two years of language and then I spent an entire seven months living in Italy up in the way Northern Alps. So I arrived and it was snow and freezing. Talk about another culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I grew as a human more on that trip, that experience than ever before, because even from Santa Barbara to San Diego, it was still like a three hour drive home if I needed, 
it was still the same time zone. It was the same currency. It was the same language. It was still for how different it was very, very familiar. Um, and so now I was put, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away, um, a nine hour time zone change, different currency, different language. Um, I arrived in Milan with like, you know, 80 pounds of luggage after my flight had been delayed <laughs> and it was snowing and it was rush hour and there's just like people running all over. And, um, but you like have those crazy moments and you get through them and they build your confidence and then you can go and try new things. And I made some amazing friends. Um, there were only 10 of us Americans total. We enrolled in the university there. So all of our classes were taught in Italian. All of our finals were one-on-one -on -one oral exams with the professor yeah. in Italian. No. Um, but we, I got to go to Siena and see Andrea Bucelli perform live wow. in an open air theater. We were, we had like front row seats. We camped out all day and ate gelato. And there were just so many amazing experiences that came from being so immersed in a different culture for such a long period of time, figuring out how to order at the grocery store. The town that I lived in here, San Luis Obispo Point, the grocery stores closed at 6 p.m. on Saturday and they didn't open until three in the afternoon on Monday. Oh, so if wow. you forgot to go grocery shopping, you had like almost a 48 hour period with no grocery options. Oh, no. Um, so they were like little things like that that you just have to like figure out how you're going to do it and um, make it happen. And it was such a cool experience just to be so immersed in such a different place. That's amazing. Nice. So you're a director at a high school. Mm-hmm. How did you, is that something that you always aspired to or how did that happen? Um, I, I'll try to keep it short, but I, at UCSD was a math major, then found out that they had an ed program. And so I decided to continue on there in their education program to get my teaching credential. As part of that program, I just put a resume together for some reason, UCSD chose to send my resume to high tech high i still have no idea how or where i had nothing to do with that um that was in 2004 and so i was hired as like initially as a student teacher and i worked my first year just part-time teaching math and fell in love with the idea of projects and openness and um freedom and flexibility and community and all of those amazing things and so um Having been here since 2004, I just kind of have grown into the role that I'm in now. That's wonderful. Um, nice. So we're in the middle of the distance learning. Well, not the middle, but the start of a second round of distance learning for our school, for some of our students, maybe the first time. Is there anything that you want to share, say, a goal, some thoughts? I have been so incredibly impressed with the community and the thoughtfulness and the um, willingness to be flexible and adaptable as things just continue to change daily. Um, and I think what's keeping me here and keeping me in it is the community and the fact that even though it's not the same to be on Zoom as it is to be in person, just seeing smiling student faces and teacher faces and knowing that there's amazing 
projects planned and work planned that are relevant and authentic and um and that at some point this year we will be back in person and we don't quite know when or how that's going to look yet but we know that that's coming and that this is just sort of a little bump in the road and a a way to be more resilient and be more flexible and that um sometime soon and i very much look forward to it we will get to have students back on campus with us um so I'm very much looking forward to that, but I'm also looking forward to, you know, the, the growing and learning that's happening right now um, via Zoom and distance learning. Yeah, and it almost feels like from your story, like this is one of those moments where we, we figure out what to do, we make it work, we make the best of it, right? And, yep. and enjoy what's happening because there, there are some bright spots in, in all of this. Absolutely. Um, thank you. And I think the only thing left is, you know, appreciate all you do. Um, I think both our staff and our students uh, know how invested you are in our community. So I just want to say thank you for all of your support of all of us. Um, and for all of you listening, you know, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we'll have more to come. If you want to get involved, please reach out to me. Um, but this is one of those things that we want to do different at our school is how do we connect through these tough times? Um, and I think it's, it's this, you know, sharing our stories. I learned some stuff about Jade that I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know she was a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> now I know why she's always so excited and positive though. Um, so you do have a story. Say that again. That was my throwback picture in the yearbook. Oh, last that's year. right. I forgot about that. You know, but it's little things like that, that now we feel connected. We know something about each other. Um, every single one of us has a story to share. So please, please, please take the time to share it with somebody. You want to record it with me, let me know. Be the quickest 15 minutes you've ever spent with me. Um, so thank you all for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.